the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. American prosperity is the bedrock of freedom and security all over the world. An obligation to the heritage of liberty and dignity handed down to us by our forefathers. It's time for the Pro-America Report with Ed Martin on The Answer San Diego. Welcome, welcome to the Pro-America Report. This is Ryan Height filling in yet again for Mr. Ed Martin, uh, coming to you on this fantastic Friday. Fall has set into the Midwest. It is cool and crisp, not too cold, but cool. All of the leaves are falling. They're crunching down on the ground beneath your feet. The kids are making piles and jumping in them. It is a beautiful day, beautiful time of year. I'm so excited that we get fall. Oh, but that is... A good thing, a good thing that's going on. And I tell you what, there's some other good things that have happened this week in the wonderful world of politics and the wonderful world of American culture. We're going to get into those uh, here today on the Pro-America Report, this Friday edition. And uh, I'm glad I get to close out the week with you. But uh, let me first remind you, head over to ProAmericaReport.com and also PhyllisSchlafly.com. There you will find all of the past episodes, all of the past podcasts, all of the past standalone segments of this program, all of our guests, all of Ed's monologues and the what you need to knows and the wrap ups and the winks uh, and are the windows, the what you need to do's, the action items, everything will be there. Uh, go to ProAmericaReport.com, PhyllisSchlafly.com. And most importantly, you can sign up for the email list, primarily the wink email, which comes into your inbox every weekday morning. And it will be a good, short and sweet uh, little what you need to know for the day. Um, some things that are happening, stories that are going on. It might be the big story of the day, or it might be something no one else is covering, whatever it is, I promise it will be worth your while. So uh, here on the program today, uh, even though I am filling in here at the beginning and the end, uh, looking forward to that, uh, we do have a couple of great interviews Ed already recorded, actually, with two good guests. Uh, Doug Pierce is going to talk to us. He is a First Amendment attorney with the National Police Association. Really, really good. Looking forward to hearing that one. And also Mike Kucharski. Uh, Mike Kucharski is the vice president and co-owner of JKC Trucking. We've actually spoken to him before. Uh, really fascinating, and I'm looking forward to hearing a little bit more today. He's going to talk about the Israel-Hamas conflict, how that's affecting domestic gas prices, um, and give us some input on what's happening there. So uh, looking forward to hearing from both Doug and Mike today. It's going to be a really good show, and I hope that you stick around to hear those with us, and then come on back. We'll wrap up the show. I've got something I want to point out. Someone needs a pat on the back. But before we get there, before we get into all of the rest of the wonderful uh, hour that you're going to spend with us here on the Pro America Report, let me get into this first segment, the wink, what you need to know. 
And I tell you what, it's going to echo just a little bit of what I already talked about actually a couple of days ago. And Ed has touched on it as well this week. But I think that there's a very specific point that should be driven home here. And this is the first time I'll get a chance to speak with you uh, since the debate uh, Wednesday night, the next uh, GOP primary debate, otherwise known as uh, the debate uh, or excuse me, the campaign to be vice president, (laughs) Um, as, as we've joked on this show, since it is at this point Trump's primary to lose. And something very interesting happened a very a very important dynamic and i actually talked about this on wednesday on the program and then this this came up wednesday evening uh and kind of drove home what we were talking about you you may remember we talked a little bit about there's a new poll out well i guess it was actually last week the polling came out showing rfk jr's uh new newly independent bid now that he's out of the democrat primary running as an independent he's polling at 22 percent in a potential three-way matchup with trump and Biden in 2024. Now, again, we've we've talked about polls. You and I both know that polling is is definitely not an exact science, right? It, it has it's fraught with errors. It can be done so incorrectly. But despite the the distrust we have of polling numbers themselves, the trends are very interesting and do give us a lot of input information. So, the trend line that we see here, and this is what we discussed on Wednesday, is that there's a growing movement away from this giant air oxygen sucking two party system in America that is becoming more and more polarized, more and more uh, loyalty to the party above all else, more and more. You must follow the line. You must be team this team, that team red, team blue, team elephant, team donkey, whatever it is. It has created a vacuum of principled people, both on the voter side of the equation and on the candidate or the elected official side of the equation. And we got a bunch of these people who are loyal to, I mean, frankly, either the system, the party, their their leadership, the establishment ruling uh, class that has uh, power to select people and lift them up or put them down or make sure that people do or don't get into influential positions. And then also just a loyalty to being someone, to being rich and famous and, and influential and powerful and whatever it is. It, these these have kind of taken over the American system, and I think that people are ready to be done with that. They're ready to move back to an Americanism, not a Republicanism, or a Democratism, or a party loyalism, or a whatever it is ism. They're ready to move back to Americanism. America first, we are pro-Constitution, and this loyalty comes above all the others, above any political party, and we use that opportunity to talk a little bit about uh, what the Founding Fathers said. Uh, George Washington, uh, John Adams, several others took the opportunities that they had to warn us against giant parties that just sucked the wind out of everything else and demanded loyalty above our loyalty to the principles that have gotten us here, the principles of liberty, the principles of individual rights and private property and capitalism, free markets. Those are the things to which we owe our loyalty before anything else. And and, and here's, here's where we're coming to the point today. Here's what you need to know. Kind of spinning off of that, that idea we talked about with what the polling is showing, Uh, What the people are ready for here in America, again, I believe this moment that we have today, I want to let you know what you need to know is that that we are watching a tale of two GOPs, (laughs) a tale of two Republican parties. 
and I believe that was on full display Wednesday night, and, and we'll we'll get into this and talk about it. You may have heard some of these points if you are a regular uh, listener or watcher of the Unauthorized Caucus live stream uh, that I host on Thursdays with uh, another colleague here at the Phyllis Schlafly Center, uh, Mason Mohan. We do a wonderful um, 30, 45-minute discussion once a week, get into the weeds on an issue, and kind of let the opportunity for a big discussion go. We get rid of the sound bites, rid of the Twitter world. Let's actually talk about and dive into an issue and interact, and it's really good. You should come on over and join us. Come to the Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, uh, either YouTube or Rumble uh, page. Look it up there, and you will find us every Thursday at noon Central Time. But, but, but well, we talked about this week, so I, I you know you're, you're going to hear it again if you listen to it there. Uh, Vivek Ramaswamy used his opportunity, his platform, Wednesday night at the debate to call out the establishment GOP in front of them, to their face, and to break down the, the uh, I don't even know what we call it, but to, to break down the connection, this allowance that suddenly it's okay for us to have the ridiculous you know mainstream media in the room, NBC, and pretend like it's okay that they're in charge of, uh, of this debate, this conversation between conservatives. Are you kidding me? The very people that have been caught in lie after lie after lie about us, the very people who have gotten so many of us normal folks, the January 6th protesters, thrown in prison and celebrated it and lied about it to get even more scooped up and thrown in federal prison? Come on. Like, it is so ridiculous. And when, when you look back across the recent history of the Republican Party, it is pretty feckless and pathetic. The results, or lack thereof, we've had uh, across the board in, in getting good conservative candidates and getting those candidates to win with good conservative messaging. Um, and, and, you know, like him or not, and, and I'm certainly not, I have my question marks about Vivek Ramaswamy. I, I, I think that um, he he is capitalizing on good talking points, and I'm not, you know, saying that he knows everything and he's super solid and he'll be, you know, completely understanding and, and on the ball with all these issues. But he is recognizing the moment that we're in and taking his opportunities and his platforms to say something. And that moment is it, it's not this old. Uh, what is it? Matt Walsh said <laughs> it made me laugh that uh, Matt, I think Matt Walsh, our Daily Wire uh, commentator, one of our favorite ones, he made the comment. These are there's a lot of great Republican candidates on this stage for 2004. <laughs> and it, it's true. It looks like that. You've got all of these old guard members who you just look at it and, and it's like you are so out of touch with what people are worried about, with this moment that we're in, with the out-of-control administrative state, this big government run amok, the narrative machine where big government, big tech, big media collude with each other, and the uniparty of both sides behaving the same that move us more and more and more. That is not the moment uh, that, that you seem to understand we're in, and that's where we are. So Vivek used his opportunity to bring that to the forefront and, and talk about what people are worried about, talk about what we all see as the problem. This establishment, you know, call it what you will, deep state, kingmakers, the elites, whatever it was, that is absolutely the key moment, the key enemy that we face in America right now, not the old guard uh, issues. And there are definitely two different versions of the Republican Party, and some of them understand that, some of them don't. That divide is huge, and I think it's time that we uh, seize and understand upon that, and that we get people on board to understand what the real battle is, what the real enemy is, and man, we got to move forward with that. So that's what you need to know. We're watching the tale of two GOPs play out right now, and I'm appreciative that Vivek took his opportunity Wednesday night at the debate to put the right issues front and center, because heaven knows a lot of the other people with the GOP megaphones right now don't 
know what in the world is going on and they need to get on board with it. They need to know where the American people are and what we need to do moving forward. So that's what you need to know. Stick around. We're going to come back right after the break with a couple of great interviews. I'll be back. We'll wrap up the show and I promise it's going to be a good one today. We will see you right here. Go to ProAmericaReport.com, PhyllisSchlafly.com, get all the links and resources and we'll be back right after the break here on the Pro America Report. We'll talk to you in a minute. Welcome back. Welcome back. Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. You know, one of the I tell my uh, listeners all the time, Mr. Pierce, we're talking with Doug Pierce in a moment here. He's a uh, First Amendment attorney who works with the National uh, Police Association, an organization that helps uh, protect and promote law enforcement. But I, I tell my listeners all the time, I get these great uh, tips and 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 there's actually a whole set of pros, uh, uh, professionals who feed uh, uh, people to talk to experts. And uh, so one of our folks, Tim Livingston, sent me this, said, hey, you need to talk to Doug Pierce on this question of uh, the leak manifesto of the Nashville shooter on what's going on in law enforcement, because the National Police Association has really been out there helping protect our law enforcement. What was your reaction, Doug, uh, to the Well, two aspects of this Nashville shooters um, sort of manifesto. One, it, I don't even know the answer when I say this. Is it common for something like that to be? withheld in other contexts we always see it it seems you know when it's a white guy from alabama or whatever we see it in this case it's a transgender whatever but the way it's being held back is this very different or is this somewhat normal for an investigation uh, no it is different when you consider some of the facts of this case and mm-hmm. i mean if there if it were an active investigation and you know there was going to be a prosecution then yes uh, under tennessee law we would fully accept that oh, we see. don't have a we don't have a right to it but right. as i think you know the shooter in this case was killed and the police have acknowledged they've got no one else in mind or you know, on the horizon to bring into this, but they've just said, well, it's conceivable we might find someone else who, you know, had something to do with the crime. But uh, we feel that that's not good enough just yeah. when you say it's possible that maybe someone else. You you guys sued about this. You you were one of the attorneys that said that helped uh, the, the National Police Association say, you know, put this manifesto out. Let's find out more. What's the status of the suit? Because this was a leak. Yeah, I mean, the the lawsuit, we filed that uh, quite some time ago when we were moving forward with a quick resolution of that, because that's what the open records law requires in this state. Right. However, at that point, you know, this took place at a school related church and the church, the school and parents of students there, they sought to intervene. The trial judge said, OK, you can intervene. In other words, come into the lawsuit yeah. and try to oppose the release. And, and under Tennessee procedure, if we wanted to oppose that continually, uh, oh. con- continue to oppose it, we had to appeal right then and there, which is what we did. And so that put a halt to the trial court proceedings. And we're now up on the Court of Appeals on the issue of the procedural issue of whether uh, these other parties get to come into this open records lawsuit. I see. And so the, 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 the substantive issue of actually getting the records has been put on hold. Is the, the the leak of this, uh, again, we're talking with Doug Pierce, who uh, is a First Amendment attorney, attorney who represents uh, the National Police Association, uh, nationalpolice.org is their website, a lot of uh, a lot of resources there. Is the um, is the leak was only three pages the other day. Stephen Crowder, I think, uh, got that. Uh, there's been a number of suspensions of law, of law enforcement officers put on suspension, I think. Maybe you can clarify that. But what is the that was only three pages. Do, I, again, is there do you have a does somebody know a, a public? 
publicly that you can talk about that there's 27 pages and we're still waiting on them? Is there a chance that it's all going to come out? What's what's going on with this case? Well, certainly we're in this lawsuit to try to get everything to come out subject to maybe there's some appropriate redaction. But for the most part, we think it should all come out. And the indications that we have received in connection with this lawsuit, uh, admittedly somewhat vague, is that there are a great many documents. And so this is just the tip of the iceberg, these three. And, And, yeah, we're trying to get as much as we can, which we think we're entitled to. Uh, did, what, what about the officers that were suspended? Is there is that I think some of that's publicly known. If it's not publicly known, then you don't have to tell me. But um, what, what's going on with that? Now, as I understand what has happened is that seven officers were reassigned to other duties. Okay. And they okay. and the word coming from the police department. And you know, you got to take this with some grain of salt is that this is not punitive. They're just trying to as they say, preserve the integrity of their investigation. And my understanding is is that maybe these people would not have been directly connected with the so-called leak, and maybe they are continuing their investigation as to how these documents got out. I see. I see. Okay. Um, National Police Association, again, and if you go to their website, the big headline uh, off the top, but educating supporters of law enforcement standing against anti-police rhetoric. That's uh, that's a better way of saying what I stumbled around on the beginning to say here. And now uh, we are talking with uh, one of the uh, attorneys that helps them. Uh, his name is Doug Pierce. Um, and uh, Doug, um, what's... What, uh, why does it matter? I mean, why does it matter to get to the bottom of what is a crazy person? I mean, if you're a conservative like me, you say, you know, anyone who does these kinds of things should be punished and held accountable. A lot of times it's mental health, right? A lot of times it's r- mental health. And now seeing the rantings of a crazy transgender uh, guy or girl, whatever you say it, and 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 the saying and his bigotry and all, I, does it is it help in some way? What's the way it helps? Do you think? Well, there's two reasons. The first is, uh, and we filed this with the uh, the court, uh, th- there is a 2021 report of the U.S. Secret Service and Department of Homeland Security that directly addresses school shootings. The Secret Service has been studying this school shooting issue for years, and more than half of the school shootings, the shooter leaves behind some sort of writing, like we've got here. Right. And then f- further, that report shows that there are dozens and dozens of times, I mean, these are specific documented occasions when other shootings have been thwarted or prevented. And the reason they're prevented is because everything about the previous shootings, including the writings, is study. And it's a, basic, it's a basic concept. We learn from experience. And this is a part of the experience. And so this can help prevent uh, some other shootings in the future. Uh, That's number one. The number two thing, it's a a bigger global concern. And that is, you know, once you start hiding things that are otherwise generally public, it it engenders a lot of mistrust in government in general. It causes the public to think uh, what's going on. And, And it generates a lot of theories. You know, some people will say, oh, it's conspiracy theories and um, maybe some of them are right. I, I think reasonable people have a right to believe there's something uh, unusual going on with these people that, that uh, are trying to fight the release of this. Uh, whether there is not, you know, and I'm not going to say what it is, but when someone is fighting this hard to keep what should be made public, 
it's only natural for the public yeah. to yeah, yeah, be yeah, concerned. Yeah. Well, well, and I, and and I'm not saying it's good. I'm I'm, I'm describing what you're describing, and and I I'm very glib about it. I, what I say is, um, you know, the old Reagan uh, proverb that he used with the with the Soviets was trust but verify. And and after all that we've been through, <clears throat> excuse me, we've been to wars based on effectively lies. And you know, and I'm not I'm not blaming Colin Powell. I'm not sitting around saying blame the late Colin Powell or anybody. I'm just saying we now know we were misled by lots of people, and and. and and that's one example. And then there's other, the media under the, the Trump era. And so I, my, my thing is not trust, but verify it's distrust, then verify. The starting point is distrust because you can't, you cannot pretend that you trust what's going on. That's that's sad. I wish it was different and all, but if, if you start with the point distrust and then verify and th- then figure it out, don't, you don't have to not believe it forever. You just have to say, Hey, I'm not going to start out trusting what you're telling me. I'm going to verify it. And the best way to verify it is more sunshine. Right. And, and we, at this point, you can look at TikTok for 10 minutes and see worse than what this lunatic and nasty guy uh, or gal or whatever he is wrote. Um, so I, I think you're right uh, on this one. Uh, Doug, how is the, I, I asked you at the beginning of this, but how is the morale um, of, of these? Uh, you, you work with the National Police Association. Again, I, I keep saying it, but nationalpolice.org uh, for lots of their resources. How's the morale for law enforcement? Um, you know, that's a lot of different individuals. Everyone's got their own yeah. thoughts about the matter. And, and I, so I just can't speak to everyone about that. I mean, you you address that maybe on a nationwide basis that maybe there is less interest in the job and right. um, because of everything that we've seen. But uh, I, I find that interesting. I, and I have no idea what the circumstances of this particular leak, these three pages, was. But it could have been because of some of what we're talking about right now yeah. that someone yeah. felt, hey, this needs to get out. Yeah. And which, yeah. which ties into what you were just saying. I really like that, you know, trust but verify. But, you know, the, uh, as a lawyer, I, I know that the Supreme Court has on a number of occasions addressed some of the concepts you've talked about. And on one occasion, uh, you know, the court acknowledged that, you know, not everybody all the time is going to go to any particular court hearing or agency proceeding or anything. But you feel secure in the knowledge that if it's open and I could go, then yeah. I know that you know, somebody's going to go and, and it's going to go well. There'll be some yeah. sunshine there, even if I'm not personally taking advantage of it. But mm-hmm. once once you know that, oh, it's going to be closed and nobody gets to look at it, uh, then you don't have that trust at all. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're on us on the well. Listen, thank you for helping uh, the National Police Association, nationalpolice.org. Our guest has been Doug Pierce. He is himself is an attorney and uh, has been active in the case out there uh, trying to get this um, uh, Nashville shooter manifesto released. Still, the fight goes on for the full thing. It's only three pages out. I've got to run him up against a hard break. Uh, thank you, sir, for your time. We'll take a break and be right back. It's Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. Back in a moment. Welcome back. Welcome back. Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. Our next guest, I just mentioned off air, uh, Mike Kucharski, hasn't been on for a while. He's the co-owner and he's the vice president of JKC Trucking, jkctrucking.com. More than three decades in the field of moving stuff around and uh, an expert and has been spending a bunch of time uh, speaking about it. Oh, what's going on there? Speaking about the uh, issues in uh, in uh, across the country. In fact, I saw him recently on I think it was Newsmax and and um, so, uh, Mike, welcome back. Uh, first question I had, I just was with somebody who runs an ice cream shop. And he said, like everybody else I know, is that forget inflation, explaining it. All you have to do is to explain inflation is understand what's happening with prices of gas. 
Ed, thank you for having me on your show again. Yeah, so um, gas is, you know, definitely um, something that consumers uh, are, are, are watching because when the American people, uh, when the American consumers pay more to fill up, you know, the consumers have a, a bad taste in their mouth on the economy, on, on the economy and, and the way the nation's uh, direction is, is heading. You know, I, I personally have a horrible experience every time I go to a gas station because, right. you know, there's several, <laughs> I can't even go with my kids because I'm, right. I'm, I'm, I'm dropping several <laughs> F-bombs because how much I have to pay to, you know, pay for gasoline to support my family. Right. Right. It's uh, it is amazing to me. Um, and actually, you know, one of, one of the I hate to for truth in truth in uh, in advertising or whatever I'd, I'd say, the guy I was talking to who owns an ice cream shop. He actually his family is in the oil business. And so I said, oh, yeah, it must be tough times. He said, what do you mean? Tough times? He said they they everybody needs oil and gas. And so they're paying more than they ever should. He said when when everybody was producing, he said the, the cost went down and he said we were producing as fast as we could. But now it's even more valuable. He said the, the rich get richer is kind of what he meant. And and in other words, my point there is that who pays the price is working people. It's not wealthy people and businesses can adjust. They just adjust by charging regular people 40 percent more for your bacon. Um, and so but uh, what, what's the state of the industry? Uh, you know, we haven't talked in a while, uh, Mike, um, the industry. Uh, there's nothing like the overregulation of a Democrat administration and the greening and all that. Is it what, what's happening to trucking? How are how are you handling it? How's it working out in terms of the road? So, yeah, uh, it's a great question. You know, I mean, uh, just to give you an idea, you know, if you want to feel if you want to see what's happening in the glo- uh, American or even global economy and just follow the transportation uh, business, because, you know, here in America, we only transport 70 to 72 percent of all goods. You know, it's literally the heartbeat of, of, of the economy. And right now what we're dealing with is, you know, through COVID, we were running 24-7. We didn't have enough drivers. Everybody was buying stuff. And now we have gone to the opposite side of the spectrum. People are not spending money because everything's gone up. Uh, consumers are, are saving money, you know, when uh, and we are there's less volume to move. So when there's less volume to move, the rates go down and the trucking companies have to, we make less money, especially when our costs are still elevated from uh, COVID because everything costs now, especially fuel, right. uh, labor, and it, it's hurting us. You know, right now, if you open the newspaper or jump on any news thing, you see companies going, trucking companies going out of business, out of business, out of business. And it's just a bad time for trucking right now until the economy recalibrates or recovers. Uh, Mike, is, yeah, yeah uh, Mike Kucharski is our guest, uh, and he's the co-owner and vice president over JKC Trucking, jkctrucking.com, if you want to check out what they're doing. Uh, Mike, um, when um, what about hiring? Um, it, you know, there's been a lot about the economy um, and that, that economy, you know, unemployment is relatively low, um, but a bunch of people have checked out of the uh, job market and another bunch of people don't really want to work that hard. And and trucking is not uh, even though people joke, you know, you're sitting in a, a cab of a truck. It's not it's not easy work. I mean, you have to you, you sit in the, in the cab for a bunch of it, but you do a lot of other stuff and, and some of it really heavy and, and and, you know, kind of moving in ways that are not exactly. Uh, unathletic how how are you finding employees and keeping employees and and getting employees i mean uh we take care of our employees here at jkc because we treat them like family and we have very little overturn but you know there's some people that keep keep coming in and out right now there is 
a small surplus of, of truck drivers because we're not all busy uh, and there is a small surplus. So right now it is not too hard finally finding employees, finding, you know, capable employees. Now that's a different conversation we could have, but uh, they're, they're, they're available right now. But if the economy, you know, levels out and uh, consumption goes back to what was previous, we will be short again. And then in the future, they're predicting, obviously, there's going to be more people. And let's say, I think at 2032, uh, tonnage is supposed to go up. We're going to be short uh, because uh, a lot of people also forget that a lot of truck drivers that we have currently are older. And when these people retire, you know, there's new blood coming in. Right, right. But, you know, we're not going to have enough people to replace all the old truck drivers. Uh, Mike Kucharski is our guest. Mike, one of the comments that I heard that you were talking about, I wanted to ask you about what when everybody, the easy reaction to um, seeing war in the Middle East is, uh oh, it's going to disrupt oil and gas and it's going to dramatically change things. Is that happening yet? I, it looks like it's it's not happening too much yet. Are you are you afraid of it? Does your business I mean, you have hundreds and hundreds of uh, of units, trucks out on the road and, and all. I mean, are you are you planning for that game planning for that? What's what's it look like? I mean, houses, you can't really game plan for for war. You know I mean, <laughs> right, I, right. I I honestly you know I mean, hope there there will be no war. But, you know, how's this? There's this four main things or, or houses. I, I like to always say there's five main things that determine what, what gas prices will be. You know, and, and this is pretty much the same thing for diesel. Uh, price, number one, price of crude oil. Obviously, we all know that. Two, refining costs. Three, distribution and marketing. Um, four is obviously federal and, and state tax. And then fifth, I always say is, 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 is war because if something like this happens, you know, when the Ukraine war broke out, diesel prices skyrocketed, everything went crazy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm happy it's calming down, but if we have another situation like this or bad times, this is going to make a, a really bad situation a lot worse. Uh, again, Mike uh, Kucharski is our guest. Um, he's a co-owner of JKC Trucking, jkctrucking.com. What's the impact of the green stuff on your work? Um, and and by that, I mean, is there is there any real movement that you're, you, you guys like you are going to um, shift your trucking to electric trucks? I mean, I know uh, Elon Musk and Tesla has at least, you know, typical of them, you know, done PR marketing on on some of this is that is that is there a future in that is it is there anything you are are interested in see any value in or is it just a boondoggle uh, that you're you know is 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 done um, uh, is no, done go ahead no 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 yeah and and it's a great question and the electric trucks this is well not it, they made it a mandate so this is mandate is is number one based on brand new technology and I support you know green energy. But there, you know, these regulations are, are not practical with these electric trucks. I haven't honestly yet drove electric truck myself. I just seen one finally drive down the road and it wasn't a Tesla. It was a somewhat different model, but it, it doesn't, it's, it's, there's issues for five reasons. Number one, costs. The costs are catastrophic. Like, it's about $300,000 more than a brand new diesel right now, which is crazy, right? Mm-hmm. Two, infrastructure. I mean, the grid's not ready. We don't have enough charging stations. Uh, one of my favorite examples is uh, Andrew Boyle of Boyle Transportation, which is the ATA, uh, American Trucking Association, went to Washington to testify before a Senate Environmental and Public Works Subcommittee on the future of clean vehicles. And he gave an example of only after one trucking company tried to, to electrify just 30 trucks at a terminal in Joliet, Illinois, which is not too far from here, local officials 
shut those plans down, saying that they would draw more electricity than is needed to power the entire city. So that by itself is a, is a huge red flag. You know, California is really pushing this, but where are they going to get the energy to, to charge these trucks? Um, and then there's two, three other things, you know, testing and data is still being done right now. It's one of my biggest concerns because right. if this technology fails, the entire supply chain will be dead in the water. And, and failure is not merely inconvenient, it's catastrophic. Mm-hmm. This is not an right. option, especially for the food supply chain of America. Uh, and then these new trucks, the driving range is pretty pathetic. And the last thing is these batteries are extremely heavy. Each battery, I want to say, is 80,000 pounds. You need two, 60,000 pounds. So now the truck's going to be way more. So right. we're restricted by gross weight on the road. So now we'll be able to, we'll have to take less payload capacity unless the government increases the. Yeah, yeah. but then they got bridges, they got all kinds of things, right? It doesn't, it's, it's, it's a, there's a net, there's a, there's a sort of cascade effect, I'm sure. Correct. Yeah. All right, Mike. Hey, thank you, Mike Kacharski. It's been a while. Thanks for coming on. I've got to run. I've got a break uh, coming at me. Uh, he, Mike Kacharski is the co-owner and vice president of JKC Trucking. Uh, over three decades of experience he has in the industry, uh, and um, he has great perspective on it. We will take a break and be right back. I'll put a link up on social media. Uh, it's Ed Martin here on the Pro America Report. Back in a moment. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, a daily look at the significant issues of our time from an experienced conservative perspective. Sponsored by Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, this broadcast continues the legacy of Phyllis Schlafly and stands against forces that mock traditional values, slander America, and redefine the family. Now the president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Ed Martin. Demand for oil production is climbing in the United States as Americans deal with painfully high prices at the pump. Global unrest has created anxiety with the prospect of being dependent on foreign sources for our fuel supply, particularly in light of the fact that our national strategic petroleum reserve is at a historic low, thanks to the oil that Joe Biden has already released to combat his own horrible policies. One would think that now would be an excellent time for the Biden administration to be handing out drilling permits left and right. Yet the very opposite seems to be true. In reality, the Biden administration is not only not issuing permits, in fact, they're illegally canceling permits that have already been issued. The people of Kaktivik, Alaska, had the rug pulled out from under them when the federal government canceled oil leases that would have brought critical resources to their town nestled in the Arctic National Wildlife Refuge. Community leaders are demanding answers, and all they're getting from the Biden administration is empty rhetoric about climate justice. There's no justice in going back on a promise. And that's exactly what Biden did by canceling these leases. However, it isn't just rural Alaskans who are feeling the pressure of these horrible policies. Americans everywhere are seeing higher prices from the gas pump to the grocery store and everywhere in between. America runs on the trucking industry and the trucking industry runs on oil. The bottom line here is that higher prices aren't just a matter of circumstance. Joe Biden can't just shrug his shoulders and blame Russia for all of his problems. Biden allowed his administration to be run on bad policy, and those bad policies have bad consequences. Our energy policies don't have to be a zero-sum game where either American consumers or our natural environment have to be the loser. Smart policies that balance conservation efforts with an emphasis on energy independence can be a win for every American. 
This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. In 2016, the conservative movement lost one of our strongest leaders, but Mrs. Schlafly's work and her voice continue through this radio program, our work in Washington, and the influence you have in your own community. Be part of that legacy at phyllisschlafly.com. We encourage you to bookmark phyllisschlafly.com. And join us again for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Hey, welcome back to the Pro-America Report. This is Ryan Height here to wrap up the show, uh, wrap up another great edition of the Pro-America Report. We had a good uh, good couple of guests there, and uh, I'm grateful to be here back at the end of the program. And I wanted to uh, let you know something. So there's, there is someone who deserves a pat on the back. We were having a, actually, I was having a conversation with a coworker about this this morning, um, and I think that this is a very uh, phyllis thing to do, a very Phyllis Schlafly-like thing to do. She was a big proponent, uh, Phyllis, my old boss. I know Ed talks about that quite frequently, our day job here at the Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. Uh, Phyllis Schlafly, as a huge part of the conservative movement, was a proponent of making sure not only when someone on your team did something wrong, we obviously want to hold their feet to the fire, give them some accountability, bring them back to what they ought to be doing. But I think that just as important as that, arguably even more important, I would say, Phyllis Schlafly stressed this, we must not only tell people when they did something wrong and hold their feet to the fire of accountability, but we have to praise the good guys when they do something right, especially someone who's oh, kind of half and half. You're not always sure that you agree with them, but man, when they do something right, they need to be told so. So we've got a pat on the back today uh, for Republican uh, leader. Uh, in the House, one of the one of our Republican leadership, uh, what is she the conference chair? I, I, well, I forget that just all switched around, and uh, I'm actually not sure. But uh, Republican Congresswoman Elise Stefanik uh, from New York, I know that she has uh, been um, a pretty fearless advocate of Trump's uh, throughout, especially his uh, impeachments, the ridiculous impeachments that have come over. Yeah, chair of the House Republican uh, Conference, uh, so she is in leadership. But she represents New York's 21st district uh, there in the state of New York, and. Um, She, this week, uh, filed, actually just here at the end of this week, filed an ethics complaint with the New York State Commission on Judicial Conduct to review what she has labeled inappropriate bias and judicial intemperance for Judge Arthur Engeron, the guy who is uh, currently adjudicating the civil fraud case against uh, Donald Trump, uh, the uh, the the what is it? Is it around taxes? Uh, but with the, the the New York case that's going on, there are so, there are so many. Let's be a hundred percent clear: the lawfare against President Trump. I know we talk about it on this program a lot. Is absolutely astounding. Just the amount of stuff that they are throwing at him. But this judge, in particular, a lot of things have come up this week, including the guy's wife, uh, who is kind of just off the rails leftist activist on like one side not even trying to maintain some sort of dignified look of being you know uh, not even unbiased but just moderated in her approach Uh, there's just there's so much stuff here and he's made a lot of comments as well uh well um this has been really interesting i mean trump actually was was on the witness stand um this week and uh, apparently pretty 
significantly clashed several times with uh, this judge, with Judge um, Arthur Engoron. I think I'm saying his last name correctly. Pardon me if I'm not, but you know who it is. And um, man, he uh, it, it was it's just been pretty incredible. I mean, in a, in a place where we are supposed to have this impartial judiciary that stands above the political fray, that even stands above the fray of, of the prosecution and the defense, someone who impartially and un, in an unbiased and a fair manner oversees a trial, oversees the bringing of evidence and the decision making, um, he has really ex- displayed a pretty dis- disgusting bias and a pretty um, crazy <laughs> back and forth. And I mean, that's what, you know, um, Elise Stefanik's words were a judicial intemperance, um, inappropriate bias. And I tell you what, this is the kind of thing we need to be doing. If we have out of control prosecutors, out of control judges who are swinging around their weight and absolutely stripping our our justice system, this this thing that is supposed to be the crown jewel of, of, of our American government. Governance, this this impartial uh, system of justice. If they are tarnishing that in any way, man, we ought to be complaining. We ought to be filing ethics complaints. We ought to be filing problem left and right. Um, I know we saw the the press release here. Uh, um, just recently, Ed Martin fired an eth- uh, fired off fired filed an ethics complaint against Adam Schiff against Adam Schiff's um, law license in the state of California for some of how he has behaved in Congress, some of the things that he has said and lied about, things that are now on the record as being very purposefully misleading. And now he's running for Senate. So uh, Ed Martin files a, a complaint with the um, Colorado State or the Colorado the the miniature California Colorado. Pardon me. Sorry, guys. It's true. You don't have to like it, but it's true. But he files a complaint with the California State Bar Association. Elise Stefanik is filing this uh, complaint about the judge uh, with the New York State Commission on Judicial Conduct. We have got to be complaining about these people and filing every single thing that we can to gum up what they are doing, which is tarnishing our judicial system, throwing around their weight, being purely political and partisan in a, in a situation that never should be. It is absolutely disturbing. And, and and good for her. Good for her for responding to this with action and stepping forward and trying to say, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. This is not how judges behave, period. We have got to talk about this. And you'll know this is the judge who's issued a gag order against Trump, and then we took it away, and then we put it back on. It, it, it's it's just bonkers. So good for Elise Stefanik for getting onto this and for um, not just you know talking about it and going out and tweeting about it, but for starting to file some complaints and do something. This is what we need to do. We need to go after these awful uh, uh, judicial um, officials that are doing this after these awful prosecutors who are, uh, you know, Fannie Willis and uh, Letitia James, the New York Attorney General. We need to go after these people and start um, working overtime to hamper their destruction of our American Republic, of our system itself. It's it's horrible and uh, good for Elise Stefanik. So we send her a thank you. Send her a thank you on Twitter. Shoot her email and off uh, her office and email and say thanks for the good work that she has done on this. This is good. And we need to recognize that and praise the good guys when they do good things. So there you go. That's the wrap up. Uh, But we'll leave it there. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for being with us here on the Pro-America Report today. I hope you enjoyed it and I hope you go over to ProAmericaReport.com PhyllisSchlafly.com. Sign up for the email list. Check out all the links and podcasts there. And I am appreciative of you being with us. Thank you to Ed for being a good leader for this show. To Mason, my co-producer, for working with me. And we will look forward to seeing you next week here on another great week of the Pro-America Report. We'll talk to you later, everybody. Everybody. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.